Hey everybody, this is Warren Sharp, NFL analyst over at Sharp Football Analysis. I want to welcome you to the Ringer Gambling Show. Join me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays each week during the NFL season with guests Chris Vernon, Ben Solak, and Joe House to guide you through the NFL betting landscape. We'll be talking spreads, game totals, parlays, player props, futures, and much, much more. Be sure to follow the Ringer Gambling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. What's up, everybody? This is your favorite time of week. The Survivor Season 41 Breakdown with me, your host, Tyson Apostle, on the Pod Has Spoken podcast with my sidekick, Riley McAtee. Here again, Riley, how are you? Hey, Tyson, how are you? I'm great. And even more exciting than having Riley here again is having our guest, Amelia Wedemeyer here. Uh, She is the co-host of Tea Time on The Ringer and also a Survivor enthusiast or fanatic, I guess I would say. Favorite season being Heroes versus Villains, I assume, uh, from what Riley has said. And uh, that's one of my least favorite seasons. (laughs) So, uh, Amelia, anything about, just tell us your deepest, darkest secret so people get to know you like right off the bat here. Oh my God. Well, I'm a huge Survivor fan. I know we briefly, I I hopped on this Zoom and I got to say I'm starstruck. Um, By Riley or me? (laughs) By you both. Um, by you uh, in particular. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to say. Oh. oh, go ahead. I was going to say I sometimes in the mirror get a little <laughs> starstruck myself. And I don't blame you. I um, I I know this is going to sound like I'm just like kissing your ass, but I. Oh, no, I like that. <laughs> uh, your seasons are honestly phenomenal. Truly. I, Chef's kiss every time, I, right? It's true. Like I, I have got to say that I think Token Chains is Truly, I mean, I think people rate it like at least top 10. It is a top five season for me. It is. I think it's like underrated. I think it is such a good season. So I'm just just want to put that out there. Yes, thank you. And uh, just a little backstory. We are going to get into this episode immediately after this. Uh, Token Chains, when I went into it, I told myself there's two ways to win to win this game here. It's to win the, the bag, win the million at the very finish. But if you don't do that, you have to go hard enough that they invite you back for another season. And that's what I did on Token Chains. And uh, I almost got both. There, I, there was a second there where I was like, I'm going to do both of these things. 
And so I went as hard as I could and threw caution to the wind because the last thing you want to do is finish a season with regret being like, oh, I laid low and was trying to not be out there. And then all of a sudden I got voted out and now that was my moment and it's gone. So uh, uh, a little later, uh, we are going to we were going to help Riley build his uh, audition tape step-by-step step here on the podcast. We'll talk about uh, what went down uh, and uh, maybe some good news for you, Amelia. Uh, but right now, let's get into episode five of season 41, uh, Survivor. And uh, the episode title is Strategist or the Loyalist, which has been a theme this season. Uh, Amelia. Yes. How do you feel about the season so far? I am honest. I'm I'm loving it. I think it is great. I was a little, I don't know, I guess apprehensive about the less days, but I think it's actually helping because it's really moving it along quickly. And I I already have favorites and it's just, I don't know. It's once again, you know, Survivor just it really does it for me. Okay. Uh I think so too. I enjoy all seasons of Survivor. Uh, is this going to be a top five season for you? Just kind of figuring wow. out where, wow. where we stand. Yeah. Well, uh, I love it. I think it's great. I don't I don't know yet. I mean, it has potential. I think it has potential to be top 10. I have my top five pretty secure, you know? Yeah. So it's really going to take some crazy twists. And um, even uh, just we get to know these people even, which I'm, I'm sure we will, even more. Yes. And like we got to know Shan even better, which I loved this episode. So I need more of that, I think, for it to be like top five for me. Yeah, we did get into a lot of character building this episode. Um, how many eps- how many seasons of your top five am I on? Um. Token chains. Token chains. I heroes versus heroes villains. versus villains. The answer Tyson is looking for is four. <laughs> blood versus Here. water. Blood versus no. water is really good. I do love blood mm, versus not water. Top five. <laughs> not top five though. I I I understand what you're saying. You said this blood versus water is not in my top five. Uh, winners at war. I do love. Oh, that's so hard. Also not top okay. five. Okay, cool, Amelia. <laughs> Two out of five. Not bad. Out of forty seasons, though, still decent. Um, and with that, we start on day 10 in Fiji. Ua had just voted out JD last episode. It looks like the tribe has come back and kind of slept on it. And we wake up in the morning to Jeannie, Ricard, and Shan. And uh, they're all sitting having a little powwow talking about how great they feel. Uh, do you believe it, Amelia? Do you believe that all three of them are feeling great? Oh, man. Well, I if I were Jeannie, I would feel pretty good that they decided to get rid of JD. Relief. I, yeah, exactly. Because I, I really thought it was up in the air. And I was watching with my parents and my dad got really angry because he really thought JD was going to be safe. And then he felt horrible that JD was double-crossed by Shan. But I thought yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Um but, Shan was getting a lot of flack on social media for uh, some really? of her moves. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's Survivor. I believe that that's the game. But right. uh, some people were like, ah, how could you do JD dirty? It's hard when there's a fan favorite that gets voted out for the fans than the repercussions. I mean, every time I get voted out, you know who voted, whoever voted me out is getting it on social media <laughs> exactly. to the point of deleting their Twitter accounts sometimes. <laughs> oh, my God. That yeah. is, well, and I think my- Feels good. <laughs> I'm sure it does. And I think my dad represents- those people who were really upset because it was, you know, he really did trust her. But like you said, like, that's the game of Survivor. And what a fun twist it was. And I like Jeannie, too. So I was like, you know, what? good good for Jeannie. 
Yeah, it was. And so they're sitting down and Jeannie's talking about how great she feels with everybody. And Ricard has one of the most uh, RBFs I've ever seen (laughs) in my life. And he is not changing. It is RBF city for Ricard over here. Like every time Jeannie's like, I feel great. I love you guys. Ricard just like (laughs) death glaring at her nonstop. Every single cut they look at Ricard, he's like death glare. He always looks annoyed. He looks annoyed every single time. And it's yeah. like, if I were Jeannie, you'd think you would like turn over to the side and be like, what, what is this? Go- what are you doing right now? Yeah, but exactly. And she probably feels that. I mean, that's a look that you can definitely feel like burning a hole in the back <laughs> of your head. And so, uh, so Jeannie is like, yeah, we're happy. Everybody's great. And Ricard is like, nah, I'm not cool with you, Jeannie. Let's get rid of her. He's probably always thinking and processing but he's also not disguising it on his facial expressions. Right. And uh, and then after Jeannie announces how great she feels, she's like, I'm going to go look for the idol, which is crazy <laughs> to me that you just announced that, even in a, especially in a tribe of three almost where there's nowhere to hide at that point. That is so true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, future tip or tip for future Survivor contestants, do not announce <laughs> you're going to look for hidden immunity idols. Uh and she finds it. And then uh, another tip, don't go tell your tribe the second you find it, uh, which is what Jeannie does. And uh, she's just so I love this. She's so honest. She's so honest. And uh, that's a great attribute. Uh, let's say if you're trying to start a business that you want to build a great reputation. Yes. Uh, or something like that. But uh, otherwise, I think uh, in Survivor, you need to be less honest. So. She goes back, uh, and then I love the sequence of events here. We have Shan and Ricard convince Jeannie not to take it because they want it for themselves. And it's a beware advantage that comes with some repercussions. Right. And they kind of know the repercussions from, from hearing uh, about Brad's idol. And so uh, they decide to just put it back. And then Jeannie's out in the ocean swimming around. And then Shan and Ricard decide that they're going to take it. Shan's the one that decides she wants it the most. I love that. Which is, which is crazy that Ricard is just like, okay, he is, sure. He is a great henchman. I will say that. He just goes yeah. along with it and is just like, all right, sure, you do he, it. He really does. He really does. So he, so he go, he's like, yeah, let's do it. And then he comes up with the plan to put a fake <laughs> idol back in its place so that if Jeannie does end up opening it at some point, uh, then... Uh, she'll think that she has it. And then, this is master play by Ricard, he has the foresight to realize that if the phrase is said at the challenge, then Jeannie will know they took it. So Ricard goes to Jeannie and says, we're going to say the phrase just to see if the other two tribes have Amazing. it. So then we know. Worked really well. It did. And, uh, so he covered all his bases, and that's a lot of times what Survivor is about, is like making sure that you're looking into the future three or four steps ahead and setting up your gameplay, and that's exactly what Ricard did there. I think that was a, a master play. Uh, Amelia, any other any other insights on that? The, those moments there? It was amazing, and I loved how Jeannie was just like, yes, you're so smart, Ricard. Yes, obviously. I was just like, oh my, Jeannie, oh my God. Although it does make sense. It, no, like it, if you're, you're going right. to leave the idol and you are on that tribe, if Ricard, if I had been convinced to leave the idol, uh, which under pressure you might have to, or at least pretend to, right. 
and then that that does make sense. Like you're like, okay, yeah, that does kind of make sense. Then we at least know that the other two are found, etc. So, what Jeannie what Jeannie should have done is she should have insisted that she says the phrase. She oh should my have said, god! Like, Good idea, Ricard. But so that I know that you guys aren't playing me and haven't actually opened that note, I'll be the one that says the broccoli thing, and that should be no. So is whoever says it is whoever says it. Uh, the owner of the idol? Oh, actually, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't I, say that you have to say the phrase at the immunity challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Did Sydney? Did uh, Shan say it though? I thought Ricard said it. Oh, that's no, Shan one. said it because Shan Shan was okay. talking about how she was like, so oh, yeah. she's a vegan and Depleted. she's starving, and yeah. so everything yes, was like a broccoli right. or whatever. Ricard set it up, and Shan said it. Okay, so if, that makes sense. So I think, my thought yeah. process was if Jeannie had said to Ricard, "Hey." Like, I'll be the one to say the phrase. Theoretically, under Ricard's story, he should have had no problem with that. Obviously, he would have had a huge problem because he needs Shan to say it, we think, based on how the rules are. Right. And uh, we see a moment with Ricard later where things don't go exactly as he <laughs> planned. And then he immediately is like, no, that's not going to work. And then it's red flags everywhere. Amazing. So, yeah. Uh, so, we get a lot there. And I love that. And I also love that they're down to a tribe of three. Nowhere to hide. It's going to be a lot of fun. and. Honestly, fingers crossed for me, as soon as we started this episode, I was like, I hope Hua loses again and goes to tribal again, because this is what we all have come here for. We've we've paid for blood, and we want to see it. Uh, we go to Luvu, and it opens with Sydney fishing, and she gets fish, which is amazing, because it's not that easy to do. Uh, yeah. I, I would say you have to be a good swimmer. You have to be able to hold your breath, and you have to be very, very patient. And uh, the fact that she is getting a handful of fish, all of them too small to really even get a morsel of food off of, but still, so, it's flavor, right? So when you get those fish, like normally, I you know I've had fish and I don't really eat like the tail parts or the head part. But are you eating the whole thing? Or are you just like I don't care? So what we did on Winners at War is that we cooked the fish because they were usually so small like right. that. So you get the guts out of them real quick, scrape the poop out of there. And then you, uh, and then you cook them up, get the few morsels of meat off of them. And then because the fish are so small, you cook them on the fire for an extra long time till the bones and tail and head are <sighs> extra crispy and crunchy. Wow. And then you just crunch them down and they're kind of like, uh, I don't know, like a pork rind style thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Someone so should market that as a snack. Like, you know, uh, so. I don't think so. I think there's better <laughs> snacks already that are out there on the market that, uh, yeah, don't uh, entail fishtails. I mean, they could potentially, I I mean, who's to say that uh, fish sticks aren't already made of that? Oh, true. You know, like the chicken nugget of, uh, of fish. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, there is some sustenance there, and especially on a, on a season where there's no food, then it makes sense any little fish you get. So... Uh, and Sydney's quite pleased with herself. And I actually think rightfully so. Catching fish is not easy. Uh, then we cut to Deshaun and Danny talking about throwing the challenge again. Wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. I just. Amelia, we had a lot of conversation last <laughs> week about throwing challenges. What is yes. your take on throwing challenges? Uh, yeah. I Here's the thing. It's like, I understand why you might think in the moment that it's a good idea, especially if you have a whole plan. But I just feel like Survivor is so capricious in that you you never know what's going to happen and your plan isn't always going to work. So you're going to need like 50 backup plans. And I just feel like 
it's safe just to do it and make sure that your ass is not up for any kind of tribal. Like, I just, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get it. But I mean, if you think that you're safe enough, I mean, go for it. But I just personally, I I think that's dumb. Yeah, it is a hard thing, but I think uh, there is a time and place for it. Maybe these aren't the times and places on the small <laughs> tribes. I mean, I'm starting to slowly come around to Riley's way of thinking. Uh, but uh, I think, let's say you've got two tribes and you've decimated the other tribe and you haven't even gone to tribal council. Sure. You've got 10 people there versus six and you are going to come to emerge at some point. You do. There are going to be people on the bottom and those people that you feel like you can't trust after two weeks, They, you have to get them gone before the merge or otherwise you don't know where the lines are and it's cloudy. So I think true. there is a time and a place for it. Uh, is this the time and place? Uh, I don't think so. And that is what these guys came up with as well. Uh, Danny's nervous about all the men getting voted out and uh, and the women taking over and you know, like you look at that and you're like, oh, why does it have to be about gender? Why does it have to be about this or that? You're looking at any line that can totally. possibly be a division. And you're thinking, where am I the majority? What lines am I in the majority? There's age, there's gender, there's background, there's everything coming into play. And you're doing all these calculations, even married versus unmarried. Sure. There's like, I have kids, like I'm a parent, I'm going to relate more with parents. Uh, uh a parent at the end versus someone who's not a parent. Are they going to have a better story because they got kids, et cetera. And so there's uh, all these lines that a lot of times you're just making up in your head. And uh, so Danny is concerned about that. But I think and it's this- so real. Like I, as, as a woman, I, I, at every job I've ever had, I, I've always made an alliance with the other women. It's just something that, you know, when you're part of a minority, it's kind of mm-hmm. something that, just naturally happens and so good and to know yeah. really good to know amelia okay next corporate job i'll know the women are out to get me exactly exactly so yeah i i think it's it's definitely something you have to consider so yeah it is and uh i mean i even uh you know gravitate towards because i have really long hair and i'm uh, pretty disheveled at a lot of times and so i generally gravitate towards that more you know, casual laid back because, uh, sure. in certain situations, uh, where everybody's trim and proper and I'm the guy that's, uh, wearing shorts to the, uh, to the wedding, uh, you know, I got to find my people. You got to. <laughs> yeah. So, so I agree. And, uh, so, you know, there's real concern there and, uh, Nasir. So Danny and Deshaun are already thinking, no, we're, we can't throw the challenge. We can't afford to. And then Nasir just cements that by saying he absolutely will not throw the challenge. And, he is Nasir's also excited uh, about Danny and Deshaun even like talking to him. He's starting <laughs> to feel included, which on Survivor, the goal as a player is to make everyone feel included. Definitely. Everyone. Wow. And if you're not doing that, then you are failing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that he finally feels included because I yes. that would be one of my greatest fears on Survivor is that I would not be included. I'm I'm serious. Like that's that is a real fear of mine. <laughs> Amelia, <laughs> if you are not included on Survivor by day 10 <laughs> in any capacity, it is solely your fault. <laughs> okay. There is some flaw with you <laughs> that people are unwilling <laughs> to get along with. Okay, that's good to know. This is yes. this is I'm keeping this mental notes. Yes. So, okay. uh and, and really as you go out, it should be your goal. 
get on everyone's good side, make them feel as included as possible. Obviously, there's those people you're going to bond with more, but there's those people that are hard to bond with just because of who you are or because of who they are. And it's and it's clashing. But still, even in those moments, you have to do your best, even if it's superficial. Like I've had moments where I'm like, they see through me. Hello, we are friends. (laughs) Like you still have to like try. And, uh, and Would so that be like Russell, like, was that hard? Russell wasn't him? hard because I knew everybody hated his guts. Okay. So for it, me, I was like, it. I'm like the only guy this guy has if things go wow. bad for him. And so I, and I could tolerate Russell. Like, honestly, he did not bother me out there. He bothered a lot of people. I remember actually one moment where, uh, uh we talked about this uh, a couple episodes ago where it was pouring rain for a few days and people were threatening to quit. And, yes. uh, I remember looking at Russell and just being like, you know, what are we going to do about these people quitting? And Russell goes, I'll sit in the pouring rain for 39 days by myself huddled in a ball for a million dollars. And I was like, <laughs> that's a hot take right there, you know? <laughs> and so and then that moment, it actually triggered a little bit of me being like, yeah, we're out here for a million dollars. What's a little bit of rain? Who cares? And, uh, and so, uh, you know. I guess I, he has a point. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a great point. And it actually did make me just kind of shrug off the rain a little bit more. Like I was trying, but I was miserable. But then when he said that, I was like, yeah, that's the mindset <laughs> you do have to have for this game. And uh, so Russell was fine. I'm thinking more of like Aaron Lobdell on <laughs> Token Sheens. I just couldn't connect with her. Sure. I, I, I get and, that. And like I tried and I tried and like superficially we had something, but I think under the surface, both of us knew that we didn't have anything. And it seemed like a lot of people didn't have a lot with her. So. Yes, correct. And there's those people like that's <laughs> They're just hard to, to bond with for whatever reason. And sure. so it's mostly superficial. And I think most of the time, most sides feel it, even though it's like cordial and <laughs> surface level, uh, much like probably some corporate alliances as well. Amelia. True. Hey, Yeah. No, I I constantly think, uh, don't be the Aaron in this situation. Or, <laughs> That's you know? your, as you go through life. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, and it's pretty well agreed at Luvu amongst the men that they want Erica out first if it ever comes to that. Right. Uh, right. But that's kind of all we get from Luvu. Uh, that is we, it. We go to Yasa, and it opens with Evie talking to Xander, and Evie's Evie. Evie. Correction. And Evie is uh, is telling Xander, thank you, fact checker Riley, Evie. Evie talks to uh, Xander and she's like pledging her allegiance to him. And so you're like, oh, this is kind of fun. This will be a fun shakeup. Only for Evie to then be like, "Ah, I'm just throwing Xander a bone, but he's out the second we get here. It's (laughs) Tiff and Liana and myself all the way. So I was like, oh, Xander. And I wore this roll neck sweater for him. Just you know, I was going to say, yeah, very nice. In memorandum of a future <laughs> Xander Blindside. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 it's pretty inevitable. But, but maybe, know. but it's there's going to be some shake up here. That's true. That's true. I'm excited to see what that is. So, so, uh, so the three uh, girls at Yasa are pretty much uh, tight. And, uh, and while Evie and Xander are walking... Tiffany and Liana kind of get a little suspect of that relationship with Evie and Xander and then also decide to go through Xander's bag where they learn about all of his advantages, all the details about his advantages. 
and the phrase. So when they heard the phrase the first time, they have a timestamp for when Xander could have found the idol. Uh, Xander decides he needs to tell Tiffany uh, at Evie's request. He needs to tell Tiffany about his advantages so that she he can gain some trust with her. And he does, except for he lies a little bit about uh, when he found the idol. Right. And she immediately catches him. <laughs> Which was great. I loved all the faces she made and everything. Yeah. So oh. my question for you, Amelia, in this moment, you're Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Do you just keep that information to yourself? Like, oh, Xander lied. I caught him in a lie. I'll just keep it to myself and know that he's not to be trusted. Or do you call him out right there like she did? Oh, my God. See, that's hard because I can... I could see myself doing both ways and like not wanting to cause uh, more trouble, but also knowing that I have the upper hand already, I think kind of helps. So maybe honestly, you know, what? I feel like Tiffany didn't really have a lot to lose. So why not? Yeah, I would have been like, wait a second. That doesn't sound right. What are and then kind of use that as a way to get him on my side. My argument there is then uh, if someone catches you in a lie on Survivor you know that they're out to get you no matter what they say. So at this point, Xander is now like, oh, I lied to Tiffany. She caught me. Now I kind of have to go after her and nip this in the bud (laughs) a little bit. That's true. That's true. I, uh, that's hard because I think at this point, I feel as if Xander, he, he's just like, he doesn't know where he is. I mean, I think he thinks that he has an alliance with um, Evie, yeah. but at the same time, it's, I, I I don't know. I just feel as if he kind of knows that there is something over there brewing with everyone else, yeah. but I, he's he's just a little naive, I think, as well. Yeah, so he is. I mean, he's hard. young. and uh, It's true. When I was young, I thought I knew everything, and then I realized I don't know everything until now. But I probably will go. look back at now in 10 years and realize that I didn't know anything now. But now I will in the future know everything. Every <laughs> exactly. version of me has thought that past <laughs> me didn't know crap. But the present version of me always thinks I know everything. Everything. So I know what Xander's going through, I think. <laughs> uh, but we've got some great news for Xander here in the future. But then we have also some even more terrible news for Xander here in the future after that as the episode progresses and uh with that uh we get into the immunity slash reward challenge Uh, i did like we did get some character building here uh initially uh i think we got to see ricard uh really looking evil over and over and over again is he going to be (laughs) our villain as the season progresses it seems so and uh the reward challenge, uh, Jeff opens up with it being the hottest spot in Fiji. I have been to that spot, and it is hot. Oh, God. It's like off the ocean a bit in the trees, surrounded by trees, blocks all the ocean wind, and the sun is just beating down. There's a huge clearing, and it is really, really hot. And I remember that specifically because on Winners at War, we were doing a challenge, and Mark Burnett came out and uh, shook everybody's hand before the challenge started. Uh, Mark will wow. make, uh, yeah, he'll make appearances once in a while on the important seasons, AKA every season I've been on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, shake hands, give hugs. And, uh, and was he drenched in sweat? 
No, because I Mark is surprisingly cool all the time. Wow. Yeah, but it was gracious of him. It's always fun to see Mark and, and sure. bump shoulders with him. So he came out and just like gave everybody a hug and said, thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing, though, is that uh, you've already been out there, you know, a week or two. Uh, yeah. And you're like, you know, peeing in the bushes and like totally dirty. And then he's out there giving hugs. And I'm like, this is a brave man. This is a brave man. Uh, Jeff generally keeps his distance as much as possible from the contestants, but, uh, Mark got right up in there. Oh, wow. A really, uh, people person, a man yeah, of the people. I think so. I love, that. I love Mark. I honestly great. really do love Mark. I think he's a great guy. I've, I've bumped into him at random on the street and been like, Mark. And he's like, Tyson. I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I live here. I live in Utah. What are you doing here? And, uh, oh my God. yeah. So, wow. uh, yeah, he's just like everywhere. I love that. I mean, not everywhere. That happened one time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, uh, yeah. So I've been there very, very hot. And, uh, before the reward challenge, reward immunity challenge starts, we go to, uh, Ricard who enacts the, the phrase by Shan about the broccoli. Right. Th- which then they nudge Xander to say the butterfly phrase. And then, to our shock and dismay, oh. Nasir. Dismay? Well, not dismay. Fine, not dismay. To our shock and right. uh, excitement. Personally, yes. yes, I love him. No, I do. I just shock and dismay usually goes together. So I just <laughs> said that true. without thinking. It was just like already in, stamped in my brain. I get it. So I am not dismayed at all at Nasir's. Uh, Nasir repeats the goat phrase. Like I'm as shocked and I'm as surprised as a goat on AstroTurf. Is that confused? I think confused as a goat on AstroTurf. And the second it comes out of his mouth, I'm like, yes, Nasir has the idol. But secondly, I think that phrase while weird coming out of everyone else's mouth (laughs) is quite on brand for something Nasir (laughs) would say. And I think that that raises no flags whatsoever by anybody other than the people who know the phrases. I, that's actually, you know what? I didn't think of that, but I think you're entirely correct. Yeah. Yeah, Because he could always just be like, that's actually a direct translation of a saying we have in Sri Lanka. Yeah, exactly. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that. That's I didn't even think of that, but you're so right. I feel like that is definitely like it could be a phrase. We don't know, but and he's just such a, like a del- delightful person that I feel like he could just say that and it's just like that's that's just this year. He's so cute. Yeah, he's a little cutie pie. <laughs> Who's cuter, him or Ty from uh Seasons Past? Uh, like a cute contest. We're having a cute contest God, here. God, that is hard. I think they're both adorable and sweet men. Oh my God, I this is too hard. Okay, tribe of three. <laughs> Season, cutie pies. Three captains, who we got? Uh, Nasir, Ty. I'm trying to think who else would be really cute. That's hard. I can't think no of a one, third cutie pie. Neither, neither can I. It just has I'm to be a two tribe season. Riley, who we got? We got a third cutie pie in here. Yeah. How about we throw Tyson in there? Oh, <laughs> Riley, you charmer. <laughs> Riley, you know, I'm not your boss. I can't give you a raise or anything. Sure. But you know, I'm fighting for minutes on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you got your whole segment coming up, Riley. Right. And I tried even giving you more segments and you declined. Uh, well, we can but, get into that. 
we are definitely <laughs> going to get into it. Uh, so, uh, okay, well, it'll be a two-tribe season, Ty versus Nasir, because I honestly, my face is too pointy to be like a true cutie pie. <laughs> like these cheekbones are cut in glass, and generally the more villainous characters are the pointy ones. <laughs> That's true. So, uh, okay, so fine. Uh, it's going to, that cutie pie is going to be a two, uh, two-tribe season. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. So Nasir then has a little flashback about how his daughter was hiding idols in his backyard and he was going and finding them super sweet and uh, how excited he was about uh, finding the idol. And it is true. It's like one of those like, stamps on your survivor career. Did I find an idol and, and did I have an idol in my hand, et cetera. And so, uh, you can check that box off. Uh, sorry, sorry, JD, that you didn't get your chance to, you know, (laughs) check that box, but Nasir did. Uh, it's true. And, uh, they, I guess all the idols are active now. Right. So then that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. That's good news for Xander. (laughs) <laughs> who is on the bottom. Finally. Yeah. yeah. It's uh Nasir probably right now doesn't matter. And Shan maybe not so much. Uh it doesn't matter. But Shan is in a tribe of three. And so it's could only be good news for her. And right. uh immunity's up for grabs, but also some tarps are up for grabs. And I'm gonna tell you the single most helpful piece of comfort you can have. On Survivor is a tarp. Wow. Because wow. it keeps out all the rain. It can keep you warm if you use it as a wind block. Uh, it's the only thing that fully keeps you dry. On Heroes versus Villains, uh, production made a very grave mistake in allowing the villains to win two separate tarps at two separate <laughs> times. So there was one where they were like, you can win a tarp. And there are these big canvas military grade tarps that are gigantic and we had had trouble building a shelter etc so we win this right. tarp we string this line across these trees and put make this tent out of this tarp then the next challenge they said okay you can choose one piece of survival gear if you win the <laughs> challenge and one of them was a tarp so we were like let's get a second tarp and then we used that as a giant folded over like sleeping bag where you had like the base, and then you folded it over yourselves to create oh. a giant 10-person sleeping bag so that we were then also warm and dry on the ground. <laughs> and in two seconds, we had the sickest shelter ever built on Survivor, but they really yeah. refused to feature it because it was so lazy of us, and which <laughs> encompassed the entire villain's tribe, where it was like, we can't really build a shelter together because none of us all of us want to lead, but none of us want to work. And, sure. uh, and so when we got that production immediately was like, ah, oh, that was terrible of us. There should be no way that this tribe gets two tarps. <laughs> We're disgusted with ourselves. <laughs> and it was so comfortable. 
Like, honestly, I could have lived out there forever once we got those wow. two tarps. Yeah. I, I love that. And also, well, I do think, you know, when Russell stole your guys' machete, I feel like, you know, that didn't affect us. It didn't? No. Okay. He wanted well, everybody to notice the machete was gone and a few people <laughs> did, but nobody cared. Everybody was just like, I think it's gone. Well, it'll turn up. And he's like, ah, and we're like, <laughs> nobody, like literally nobody made a big deal out of it, which I watching it that. back and watching it, I thought was hilarious that I was like, <laughs> oh, I think I do remember the machete going missing for a little while, but I don't remember anybody really taking note of it being gone. Oh my God. That's really funny. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It didn't affect you guys. <laughs> yeah, it really didn't. And, uh, uh. so, uh, then uh, we start the challenge and it's the classic, you know, like jump over this net thing, uh, which you oh. really have to make sure to stay together as a team. Yeah. And also nets. I just feel like that is you can really injure yourself. We saw Xander freaking nearly crack his head open. Yeah. I, I mean, that is that's scary. That's legitimately scary. Well, we had a we had a contestant. I think her name was <clears throat> excuse me. I think her name was Courtney one season that jumped in and broke her arm. Right, like the first episode yeah, or something. Yeah, really sad. And so, huh. uh, but some of them are like that. Like you, you get into those challenges, and you know that's part of the game. Is you know, unfortunately, is right. you know some danger, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and so yeah, nobody gets hurt. But it's one of those things where like everybody has to get over it before you can start the next leg. So the strongest people on the tribe really have to help the weakest players on the tribe to get up and over the obstacle as best they can. And some seasons you see the strong people just take off immediately <laughs> only to leave people who can't do it by themselves behind. Oh, and uh, yeah. it seems like this time all the tribes kind of stuck together pretty well and got through it. And, uh, and then you get to uh, the not untying thing, which is one person and <sighs> Nasir crushes it again. He's coming through it. He was the hero Just last amazing. week uh, when they were trying to throw the challenge, <laughs> right. unbeknownst to him. And uh, this uh. week, he's like the true hero. And uh, they get through. Uh, Yasa gets through. And I mean, I don't know how you're feeling, Amelia. But at this point, mm -hmm. fingers crossed, Ua is losing because I know fireworks are about to go down. <laughs> I know. I was, I was hoping that they would. Yeah. Um, is that wrong of us? No, I think it's because, like you said, like I want action. I, I, you know, I don't watch Survivor just for everything to be like, great, awesome. Right. This works out for everyone. No, I want action. I want fun action. I want people cutthroat. Like, let's do it. So you're like the ruler in <laughs> the uh, Coliseum who they right. look at everybody but and you give the thumbs down. Exactly. Finish them. Hell yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Riley, are you also... Uh, hoping for an UA loss in this moment? Yeah, definitely. I, f I, I don't know exactly how often it happens, but it's not very often that you get three people going to a tribal council and none of them have an immunity necklace around <laughs> their necks. Yes. Uh, which would, you know, obviously is the case in, in the merge. But in this case, they're all vulnerable. I mean, there's advantages floating around, but none of them are like, oh, I'm safe. I get to pick who goes home. It's like, okay, three of you, you know, one of you guys is, is leaving. And I, I think it's great. Yeah. And so uh, the survivor gods grant us our desire as uh, Yasa wins with Xander, gets the big tri the big tarp. Uh, Nasir wins it for Luvu and gets mm. the uh, smaller tarp. And then Ua loses. 
Hurrah, hooray. Uh, and in this moment, oh. as they lose, I'm thinking, Shan has to play her idol. How can she not play her idol here? She must play her idol. Interesting. That's what See, immediately what I'm thinking. Wow. Okay, because I'm thinking like, Shan just has so much power and she's so sneaky and they're just like, we'll do whatever you say, Shan. Yeah, but in that moment of power when you're thinking everything is going good is when everything goes bad immediately. That's true. That's and true. Uh, also in A Tribe of Three, there's nowhere to hide. Uh, my other argument for playing the idol is everyone knows you have it. So it's not like a secret advantage. It's not one you're going to hold on to and threaten people with. People are going to be very sneaky about getting you out. Very, very sneaky. And so you, if you can get rid of it, and save yourself in a tight spot, uh, then it takes some of the target off of you. So honestly, that at, at this point in time in the episode, I'm thinking Shan has to play her idol, and uh, that's it. Right. So along with the win, Yasa gets to choose uh, someone from the losing tribe to go on a boat ride, uh, and they choose Shan, which I think is wise. I think if you... I think when you're choosing someone to be separated from the tribe, you're often choosing whoever you think is in the most power. Sure. That and, makes sense. Yeah. And that is because then that gives the tribe time to scheme against that person and hopefully love that. come up with a plan. Yeah. Uh, as well as uh, if someone is leading and also being like the heart of the tribe, then it demoralizes them. That's <laughs> I love the way you think. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. I mean- I think this way in Survivor. I also think this way in life, which I probably partly learned from Survivor. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if it's good or bad. Uh, uh, Riley, how do you feel about Shan, uh, them selecting Shan? To, to go on the thing? Yeah, to go on the I, thing. I, I don't think it's I called just, the thing. I think it's called like the boat ride or the, something the like that. Expedition, the expedition. The hike, yeah. the excursion, something. The hike. Uh, I wish they would have called it the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I don't even understand how they make that decision if they had an idea beforehand um, that maybe Liana and Shan would be the two to go because I don't think they know anything about Shan at this point. She I hasn't mean, been on any of the the adventures or anything. They haven't, and so maybe that's part of it too. You select somebody who hasn't, but I think it's yeah. There's a little bit to all of it, but I think in general, like the safest way is to go with who you think is in control of the tribe. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Yasa also gets to select someone from from their tribe, which generally this season we've seen somebody volunteer to go. And uh, this is no different as Liana kind of volunteers. And I think because as the winning, as a tribe, you know that when you win the challenge, you select people. So they probably had a conversation beforehand of who was going to go from each tribe. So they probably also knew who they were going to send from, uh, uh, from Luvu, if that were the case. And I was so, I was wondering what uh, Danny and Deshaun, or well, especially Danny, because he's the one that's worried about all of the women. Mm -hmm. Seeing two women from two different tribes uh, going on this excursion, no doubt forming a bond. Liana and Shan are like, "Oh, we'll play this down when we get back to our you? tribes." It's like, uh huh, yeah, like of course <laughs> yeah. you will. Everybody expects you to play it down. Yes. Uh, so I wonder if that will continue to be a thing coming up in future episodes, partially because you that's know. A good point yeah yeah everybody expects you to play it down and also everyone expects you to be together so you have to play like they're in an alliance at this point because they've had time together and so i don't think it's yeah it's going to be hard to play down and then 
if they do play down, the problem here is that then you start building mistrust as you're like, oh, Liana didn't really give me the love I was expecting. Is she like really not with me or is she playing it down? I don't know. And then you're like, it's mixed signals. And it's, that's like the trouble you get in when you play something down is that you need to reassure those people that you're with them. And if you, they don't have that reassurance, there comes a point uh, of doubt and mistrust. That's yeah. exactly what happened to Eddie on this episode. Yeah. Where she was like, okay, yeah, we, I have to play the fake Xander thing like we talked about. And Tiffany was like, I think the Xander bond is real now. And <laughs> yeah, that's yes. true. <laughs> and I also thought it, this same exact thing was going to bite Ricard in the, in the ass a little bit later down the road here. And so, uh, yeah, so, so, uh, so Shannon and Liana go on this hike uh, to the advantage. And uh, immediately when Shan is gone, I think Ricard now has to assume she has or is going to get another advantage and right. has to figure out how to get rid of her at this point. Like that is in my mind. I'm like, Ricard must figure out a way to get rid of Shan because she has the extra vote that she did give to Ricard. Uh, I forgot to mention that earlier in the episode. She gave it to Ricard as uh, a token of trust. Right. And, uh, but he's got to be thinking, you know, if she gets another advantage, like this is bad for me. So, and on that same line, Shan must also think Ricard's going to think I'm too powerful. I have to play my idol. Yeah, that is. Inter- you know, what? I'm actually kind of more confused as to why Ricard wouldn't have just been like, OK, well, it seems like Jeannie's a loyal person, so I'm going to go with her and I'm going to vote Shan off. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I feel, too. And uh, so. It's it was I mean, we're not getting the full, full, full story because we're getting the right. TV version, but it, that's what I also was was like, too. Uh, so Shannon and Liana start their hike and, uh, they form a very tight alliance as we see, uh, Shan, uh, Shan's backstory with her mom right. and oh her, my God. her life growing up in, uh, foster care and, uh, her turnaround from joining a gang to becoming a pastor. Wild. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. God. And just, I mean, it was like a really, I was really inspired. I was like, oh my God, Shan. I, it was, uh, it was really sad. And we, you know, obviously I love that her and Leanna bonded and we got more of a backstory from Shan. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I, so like, I know of the survivor winners edit, but I've never like totally looked into it or anything, but Uh cause I usually go to the uh, survivor reddit for like the memes and that's really all i go for okay but i just go and then search survivor <laughs> tyson in the, and then i can read everything people are saying about me yeah that's smart um but would you say this kind of like this backstory this emotional backstory with shan is that would that be part of would i be wrong in thinking this is part of the winners edit like she's getting a favorable like emotional story building kind of no, that's editor. correct. But there's also the winner's edit misdirect. Mm. And that comes before the winner's edit. Oh, damn. I, I would say just as big with regards to the edit, which I, I don't 
like it's wrong as often as it is right. So who who the heck knows? But the other thing with Shan is that all the votes happen from her perspective. Like she's kind of the protagonist on the Ua tribe. It's always her making the decision. She's gotten a lot of like the last confessional before they head to tribal council. And that's the stuff where I'm like, oh, like they're centering the story on her. And that makes me think that she must go very far in the game. And I think right right now I would say reading the edit, like she's the leader in the edit to win. And uh, if not win, they are definitely setting her up to come back another season. Oh, I I mean, I am all for it. I have loved Shan since the first episode. And actually a lot of other people that I've talked to about it are team Shan as well. She's just, just love her. Yeah, she is great. And I like, she's, strategic using her brain every step of the way using yeah. uh emotional connections to get what she wants uh but not exploiting them fully all the time and yes. so uh yeah and i i i'm i agree i'm team shan as well uh so shan and liana really connect on the hike and uh uh, part of it is that Shan is being vulnerable in this moment and you do have to, you have to share bits of your life. So Definitely. the tricky part about Survivor is sharing bits of your life that make you vulnerable enough to connect with these people, but not so vulnerable and so emotionally connected that if you have to vote that person out, Ooh. it makes them mad. Oh God, that is, what a dilemma. I'm, I see, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. That's just, oh God. Yeah. I mean, I was... I was hurt for JD. I mean, I loved when it was like bad JD, but I was also like JD. Like I'm starting to love JD. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but that's, that's how we saw it with uh, Don Meehan on the second fans versus favorites where she connected so hard with people that when she backstabbed them, they were so hurt. They would not vote her in the end. And that is honestly, that's a, a misstep and a miscalculation and uh, whether it's a personality flaw for the game, mm-hmm. it's obviously a, a strength in life. Uh, the, you know, the, sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. So uh, it'll remain to be seen uh, how that plays out. Uh, I would like to see Shan and Liana uh, reconnect at some type of merge situation and do something. I don't know what that is, but, you know, mm-hmm. like play the game together in some capacity and is uh, Shan then deciding between uh, Ricard, her right-hand man, or Liana, which is, fingers crossed, uh, something also that we will see down the road? I would love that, yeah. And I also think it's interesting that they directly said, you know, as two black women, as two women of color, whereas, like, I know, um, I think it was in Game Changers when... uh, Suri helped out Michaela, Mm -hmm. and it was never at least from what I can remember, fully addressed that it was like two black women, two women of color helping each other, even though it was like heavily implied. And I love that we're actually getting them to say it on camera. I think that's great. So I thought that was cool too. Yeah. And I think it goes back to, there's lines. There's lines drawn when you touch the island without knowing anything about anybody based on your background, can be race, can be religion, can be anything, but you have to find those lines and try to figure out all of the lines that other people are thinking. And, uh, and so it is good, I think, especially because that's the way it happened to see it that way. And, uh, and so we see that. And one of the smartest quotes I think I've ever seen on the show comes out of Liana's mouth at the end of, of uh, this is, this is wrapping up. And Liana says, it's not about who you trust. 
It's about who trusts you. And that yes. couldn't be more accurate. It really is like you could trust everybody in the world, but if they don't trust you back, it's worth nothing. That's so true. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's, it really, it really is, you know, that's why, you know, people get blindsided and all that good stuff. So that is a very astute quote by her. Yeah, I, I think so. And, uh, so Shan tells Liana to get the advantage and she's not going to go for it. Smart move by Shan to keep her vote with a tribe of three, I think. And also to yeah. give and let Liana know that she's giving it to her. Right. There's trust there. So that builds yeah. more trust. And maybe even like Liana feels like maybe she owes Shan a little favor there as well. Nice. And, I love uh, that. This advantage is different than what we've seen in the past in that Liana's advantage that she receives is that at tribal council, she can go fish someone, <laughs> the, you know, the card game, go fish. And she can say, yeah. Do you have an idol or do you have an advantage? And if that person has the specific thing she asks about, they have to give it to her. Wonderful. I'm, and she already knows, you know, Xander has it. Yep. And this is uh, more reason not to tell anybody about <laughs> all of your advantages. Uh, right, right. So, Yikes. Uh, Xander. What news was good in that your idol has been activated is now terrible as Liana will most certainly take your idol. Right. And and now she, because I would assume that, do you think they know everyone else who's playing the game who hasn't said the lines that they're like, okay, they have said that line a couple of times. I think most people know. I think okay. that like 90% yeah. of the cast knows, if not everybody at this point, all the contestants are like kind of privy to it to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And if not, they will be told by others uh, <laughs> it, it, pretty soon. And so okay. I think that these idols have nowhere to hide. And uh, the sooner you can play yours, the pro- almost the better to a certain degree. Yeah. Wow. That's, see, that's scary. For, I just feel if you have an idol, and you know the other two that have the idols, maybe form an alliance. See, an th- idol alliance. That's that is a good. I like that. I would do that. I think if I had one, or else I would. I would be so afraid. And I've thought about this many a time while watching Survivor, being like, okay, I have an idol, and I'm really afraid that they know I have an idol, so I gotta play it. So I would just. I'm just trigger happy. So yeah, I mean, if you find it in secret, then nobody knows. But if you find it in public, you do need to play it. As soon as you feel like maybe there's an, just, even if there's just a smidgen of inkling that you need to, I think it's gone. Uh, you got to play it. Uh, we go back to Ua, the three person tribe. This is Mm. what we've all been waiting for. (laughs) Finally. Yeah. Ricard and Jeannie talk about Shan and Ricard is saying how distrustful Shan is and how, but he's, this is all an act and Ricard tells us it's an act. But in my mind, I'm thinking Jeannie is going to then use this as uh, fodder for Shan to get Ricard out. And now right. it's up to Shan to decide who's telling the truth. And this could get confusing for her. So I, I like where Ricard's head is at a little bit, other mm-hmm. than the fact that it could come back to bite him if he's too specific about how he wants to get rid of Shan, knowing that it's going to go back to Shan to a certain degree. And uh, Shan or Jeannie does not trust Ricard at all. <laughs> She immediately is like, I don't trust him. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, 
we see his uh, RBF again here. Once again. Once again, he's just glaring at oh. while he's having converse, strategic conversations about building an alliance with Jeannie. He can't help but glare at her. It's wild. He's just like, yeah. And it's just, it's just like, Jeannie, look up, like, look in his face. Yeah. He's not, he's, it seems he like she like has you. because she's not buying it at all. It's, but like, okay, so here's my thing, and I'm curious what you guys think. Do you think that Ricard knew by saying to Jeannie, like, I, I don't trust Shan, it's you and me, let's do this, that Jeannie would go behind his back and talk to Shan and be like, this is what Ricard said to me. I think, yeah, I think that he would think that. Uh, And yeah, and this new age of Survivor, it's really crazy because I remember the first time I played in Token Chains, we had the idea to get Brendan out at the merge for like a week because we were going to vote him out. It didn't happen because... because uh, somebody got a knee injury and they got pulled. Oh. They got medevaced. Joe. Joe yes. got medevaced. And so then we had already, we're already going to get rid of Brendan. And then everybody kept it secret and tight <laughs> for three more days after that. And now nothing lasts more than five minutes. <laughs> I don't know if it's a generational thing or how the game has evolved. But if you go to anybody with any amount of information, it's getting back to everybody immediately. And so now in this modern age of Survivor, the only time you can really talk strategy, uh, really, really specific strategy, like who to vote out, is like five minutes before Tribal Council. That's like that all is, the time you have. That's wild. Yeah. That is so wild. It's I really just, incredible that you cannot keep a plan in motion for longer than that amount of time because somebody squeaks and then it's done. And then it's scrambling so, again. So what happens is like, you would come to me and be like, Tyson, let's get rid of Riley. And then I go to Riley. I'm like, Amelia's trying to get rid of you. And then you hear that from Riley that I said that <laughs> to him. And then we're all scrambling again. And then it slows down as we come up with a new plan. But then that information is leaked. And then it speeds up again. And it's like constant. So the best thing you can do is just sit in the shelter, twiddling your thumbs, pretending like you're up to nothing until five minutes before tribal. And then whisper real quick about what's happening. That is so insane. I just, I, that would make me go crazy. No, I, it's I, infuriating. Oh my God. So did you have to deal with that? Like during winners? Yeah, at it was war? all oh about my- that winners at war. It was all oh like that. God. Oh my God. That's insane. So, That's truly crazy. Yeah. And I mean, it was, there was more to it because there, there were pre-existing sure. relationships. There were phone calls before the game. And so like, oh if you're not God. privy to all that stuff, then that's like way more information. So <sighs> yeah. So it was, uh. It's crazy. And so for me, uh, seeing this, I'm just assuming that everything that uh, that Ricard is telling Genie is going to go back to Shan and that everything Genie is telling Ricard is also going back to Shan. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, you know, uh, it, it's confusing for Shan. And then Shan, you know, really can choose which direction to go. But uh, she decides to go to Ricard. And try and take the extra vote that she gave him as a trust token back. Amazing. Just- Good move or bad move here, Amelia? I think it's a bad move, right? Bad move. Terrible move. Uh, yeah. Shows you don't trust like- anybody at all. 
exactly. I'm just like, what is she thinking? Did she not get her like little daily coconut or something? Like, I, I mean, I'm sure that the sleep deprivation, All the food really affects it. But I just, if, why would you do that? And then, of course, Ricard was like, wait a second. Wait a second. He did something JD could do? not do. Right. Yes. Exactly. Which props to him for doing that. Yes, honestly. I agree, too. And uh, Ricard stuck to his guns and said, I will give it to you after. And she said, but then I won't trust you. He's like, yeah, but then how will I trust you if you take this from me? Right. And it's an argument where if Shan truly did not trust Ricard in this moment, just play your idol. Exactly. Play exactly. your idol because you can, uh, you can go with him still and hope that you trust him, but play your idol as a token, which Ricard actually suggested she do if she doesn't trust him. He's like, I'm with you, but if I give you this, I have nothing. And uh, you can play your idol, but I'm with you. And playing her idol would have been a little bit bad in this moment because it would have showed Ricard that Shan didn't fully trust him, but right. it's way better than arguing and trying to take the thing she gave him not a day earlier back. And the second Ricard was like, no, then I won't have anything. She should have been like, oh, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Definitely keep it. Let's figure it out after. The back and forth between those two, I was like, what are you doing? Like, just the way that she thought that she could manipulate it. And you know what? I I, I love her still, but I yeah. just, I think it, it works so well, like you're saying with JD, that, and it's like, you should know that Ricard He's sneakier. He's smarter than JD. And yet she was really trying. She was really trying to charm that uh, advantage back. She it was. was. A amazing. few things I, I want to note here is that uh, <laughs> Shan says that the idol is hers because she's done the legwork or the advantage is hers because she's done the legwork to get it from JD. Right. And in my mind, I'm like, but didn't Ricard then in some capacity do the legwork to get it from you? And then, uh, and then, uh, Shan also says it rightfully belongs to me. (laughs) And again, I think, does it though? Does it really though? Does it actually though, Shan? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So both of those moments, I was like, check yourself. You're getting ahead of yourself here. You're being, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's fully true. Uh, and then, uh, she also says she has to choose at this moment between, the strategist or the loyalist, which is the title of the episode. Right. So she got the title of the episode. Good for her. Yeah. Um, I just, I, you know what? Watching it, I too was like, God, you know what? I do think that, I mean, the fact that Ricard is a strong player, I think just from the fact that he, I mean, I, I think there's been a lot of um, examples why, but just the fact that he wouldn't give her back that advantage i think really i mean if i were her i'd be like wait a second this guy is not following everything that i'm saying yes i know he's a strategist i know that you know he wants to win this as much as i do whereas genie has blind loyalty why wouldn't you go with the blindly loyal person that's what i was thinking too in that conversation moment i was like this is a red flag for both of them (laughs) Ricard should not trust Shan. <laughs> Shan should not trust Ricard. And they should right. both go against each other. <laughs> a real b- battle royale. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, fingers crossed, we were kind of hoping for the fireworks. Uh, uh, and with that, we head into tribal council. 
three-person tribal council. We love it, right, Riley? Yeah, I was hoping that uh, we would get a three-way tie, too. One vote on each of them. I thought we were going to get a two-way tie. My hope was that Ricard played the extra vote, voted for Shan. Shan didn't play her idol, but voted with Jeannie to get rid of Ricard, which brought it to a tie there. Then, uh, does it come down to a... I I think they would tie break on that. I don't know. Just a rock? It goes to rocks now, right? They don't get the tie break where they... Do they get the tie break where only the people who were voted for get to vote or they a revote or because they used to do that. Usually it's but it might just it's a tie break, but the people who get voted for don't get to vote. Don't get to vote. So, so then it's it just be, Jeannie who selects who goes home. Oh my god. That's what I think it would yeah. be, yeah. So I was kind of hoping for that. And then I was also thinking, uh and then I thought the most clear thought I think I had was that Ricard has to vote Genie to keep it clean. But right. does he use his extra vote to vote Genie as well? But oh my God. Would it really matter at that point? So I was thinking that his really his only play was to really hope that Shan is with him here. Otherwise it's going to a choice <laughs> and Genie is not choosing to keep Ricard. Right. <laughs> yeah. We learned anything about Jeannie. Yeah, exactly. I, so, yeah. that is wild. I know. I kind of, uh, it also kind of confused me too the fact that maybe if I were Ricard, I would have gone with Jeannie just like when they were scheming together, just in that, like, cause I, I again, like for the same reasons that I said, you know, Shan wanting to maybe go with Jeannie, it's like, well, it seems to me that if I were to vote, if I were to try to make it so Jeannie, like we we could be together, because I know that Shan will eventually double cross me. I I just like it's something that I know, but I guess. But also, like, Shan has to feel that way about Ricard. Like Ricard is right. double crossing her at some point. Like they <laughs> are both, uh, but like who strikes first and oh when my is it God. happening? I can't wait for that episode. I'll tell you yeah. that. Oh my God. So yeah, and that's kind of how I was feeling too. And uh, then at Tribal Council, Ricard pretty much is just like, I come up with all the moves. I'm the strategist. (laughs) And then Shan executes them and we're the perfect team, but I am the strategist. I'm the one. And I'm thinking, don't, not right now. (laughs) This is a moment where you should not be bragging. Maybe you save that for final Tribal Council, but right now you should be like more like, yeah, I'm happy to be here. And, you know, I'm sticking to who I've stuck by forever and ever and like stick to the plan type of thing. Uh, And so I'm thinking, oh, this isn't great for Ricard here. And that could swing Shan to like, be like, we got to get rid of him. Uh, And uh, so would you think if you were Shan and you were listening mm -hmm. to this, would you be like, wait a freaking second, I'll keep Ricard for now. But the next time what we're together or we get a new tribe and we're on that tribe, he's out of here. Yes, I would think that uh, immediately. And uh, I would think like, oh, he's taking credit for the things I feel like I've done. That's a problem. And that's part of the game is like, you know, somebody's ego gets a little hurt because they're the ones coming up with the plan or feel like they are, even if it's even if they both are, then yeah, that's that's the beauty of the game is that like you can't predict everything based off of people's emotions what people's, what credit they want, what, you know, there's so many, like, is it a big enough move? Uh, there's so much to it. Yeah. And so so crazy, it was so crazy. And, uh, but then like logically, like I, I mean, and we can have the listeners can 
they'll tweet at me and tell me their ideas. But I think logically for Ricard, he has to just vote Jeannie. Like that's the only way it's not sticky for him. And uh, Shan can play her idol and really go any direction she wants. Amazing. And uh, the votes come out. They go and vote. And it's uh, one vote Ricard, one vote Jeannie, a sigh of relief from Shan because she knows exactly who it is at this point. (laughs) Even though the other two don't, they're Uh still sweating it. And uh, Jeannie is gone. And with that, we have a two-person tribe, which as soon as this happened, I was like, they should do like a battle royale challenge (laughs) to just like keep one person from the tribe. They should be like, and now Uh we're going to the battle zone and then put them like on a (laughs) totem pole or something. Uh, So uh, that was that episode. What'd you think? I thought it was great. I was, I didn't, I truly didn't know who was going to, because I, I have, I just, Jeannie's so sweet. And I was just like, not Jeannie, but also like, yeah, Jeannie's probably going to leave. And so I had that in my mind. And then again, it was exciting to see Nasir get the uh, idol, which I loved. And again, and I, again, I loved the character building of Shan and I just, I just love Shan in general. And I'm, I'm interested in, in, and this is like kind of happily related. Also, this is just me being like, I have your attention and now I just want to ask you a question. But so in token chains, I feel like I have seen so many people. They're like, well, I just love JT so much that I think he should win. Definitely crazy. What what was that? I, that why? was crazy. It was pure craziness. And then the second I was like, we should get JT, JT out earlier than we want to. And then coach went to JT and was like, Tyson wants to get you out early, but don't worry, I'm protecting you. And then they voted me out. And I was like, coach, you just cost me a million dollars, bro. Uh, I would have won every challenge all the way to the finish line. That season, which is crazy to think the one challenge based solely on luck. I took second place in. Oh so, my God. That that was really crazy. I honestly, I still look back on that and I'm just like, what so was dumb. his hold over people? Like what they, I was, cause I rewatched token jeans, uh, you know, a couple months ago and yeah. my friend and I were just like, they're literally going to give this man a million dollars. Like we already knew he would win, but it was yeah. just like, what? Like we counted several people saying, just saying give that. it to JT. Yeah. We it was wanted so crazy. Like, and it was infuriating what? for me. Cause I had to pretend like, you know, he's the, he's the good old boy. Like, great. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll tell you something, Amelia. He doesn't have that hold on anybody now. Oh, you heard it here first. I love that. <laughs> I don't think you heard it here first. I mean, <laughs> okay. you've seen his other seasons play out. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. So, oh. uh, yeah. Uh, we get the next, uh, episode tease. And something's coming up, but it doesn't seem to be a merge and it doesn't seem to be a tribe swap. It seems to be something we've never, ever seen before. What could it be? I don't know. How many people do we have left in the game, Riley? We have 12. So I was expecting a merge. Same as the the contestants in the game, clearly. Yeah, that's what I was expecting too. And uh, then it seems like it's not, or is that another misdirect? I think it's something a little bit different we're going to see. And uh, I think it's going to be disappointingly not different enough. Yeah, it's got to be like, just kind of like some kind of tribe swap with like a little twist and then people yeah. are sort of playing it up. Uh, yeah, but this is what I think. Not really, but this is uh, like uh, <laughs> season one, they called it merger. So Jeff's going to just be like, we're going to call it a merger again instead of a merge. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, my, I've never even heard that before. <laughs> I think it'll be a little Honestly, more dramatic than that. 
<laughs> I hope it's not. I really hope that it's like not dramatic at all. Uh, Just for humor's sake. That would be funny. Yeah. I, do you think maybe it could be like, we're voting two people off right now and it, then we're emerging? That would be fun. Something like that or like, okay, draw draw sticks to see we're going to do a challenge uh, right now <laughs> and uh, losing a team, even though they're not on, they're not a tribe, has to go to tribal vote one person out and then we're merging. Like there's uh, like a few twists and I think it's going to be something along either what you're saying or what I'm saying or a mixture of some combination. And Genie's uh, closing remarks. She almost played the shot in the dark. Would have been mm. phenomenal. And it yes. uh, goes back to Riley's and mine challenge. Riley thinks that the shot in the dark is going to be played over two and a half times. I think it's going to be played zero times because the odds are not great enough to ever play it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, and I feel like oh, we've seen it with Jeannie before where she, you know, she's like threatened to play the die before. And it's just like, well, interesting. The one person who's really been talking about the shot in the dark has never used it, actually. So, right. I don't know. She should have uh, used it on the last episode. I'm still kind of yeah. bitter about it because it should be more than zero at this point. I thought about that, too, Riley. I thought uh, after you said that last week and I thought about it more in your reasoning, it did make sense. And there's going to hopefully be more times this season when it does make sense. But will people use it then right because you may you may be sort of also like you you guys touched on earlier you project to everybody that you don't trust them so there yes. is a big incentive to not use it and we saw in this episode genie did go back and was like oh now i trust everybody now but it was also like <laughs> come on genie like they've been against you on every vote <laughs> yeah exactly right. exactly that's so true so uh with that we move into uh Riley's beard update. We are past day 26 on the beard. We're at day 29. Is that right, Riley? Yeah, this would be day 29 on the island. So wow, for these players, at- they're already heading home at this point. <laughs> yeah, they're already, they would already be heading home if they were these podcasters here. And Riley, you can look at his beard, Amelia, and know that it's not a full survivor beard. <laughs> no, it's but ne- <laughs> it's never going to be a full anything beard for me. It will. In I'm December. doing my best. <laughs> It will in December. <laughs> like I've gone a lot of times with a beard this long. So it's also day 29 is not a day 39 beard, uh, which uh, <laughs> now uh, Riley and I are going towards. Riley, are you feeling more comfortable with the beard or less comfortable? Well, I'm past the itchy phase. It's still, <laughs> it's still very uncomfortable when you have to wear a mask. Really mm. not a fan of that. Uh, so that that's made it a lot worse. And then it just, the thing is, is that you see it on Zoom. Yeah. And it kind of gets all like this low resolution. Out. Yeah, yeah, it looks decent in real life. Doesn't look good. Let me tell you, I went and saw one of my friends over the weekend who hadn't uh-huh. seen me. Uh, he, I, I told him I, I was growing out, so he knew, but uh, he hadn't seen me. He opens the door and he gave me a look that I've like never seen from him before. And I was like, was yeah, it I, uh, jealousy? No, I, I was like, yeah, dude, I know it's bad. <laughs> MV, it was MV. Yeah, he was like, uh, "What's on your face?" <laughs> I also uh, DM'd a little back and forth with uh, Riley's mom. She said cool. she was going to get you some beard oil for the beard, which does oh. smooth it out and oh, creates nice. less itch. Did you get some beard oil from her? Yeah, she got she got that for me. Uh, I've used it, but I think that it's it would have been more useful. Enough. Well, I actually Early. I think it would have been more useful two weeks ago when it was really yeah. itchy. Now right. I'm kind of past that phase, so <laughs> it doesn't have as big of an impact. Okay. Wow. 
And uh, then I, I, uh, I also talked to your mom uh, about building a Survivor audition tape. She wanted me to encourage Riley to audition. And then I had, yeah! the, I had this brilliant idea that each week we would do a little segment to build a little bit of Riley's audition tape until we get to the point where we had a full audition tape we could build solely from the podcast to submit to casting. And we were going to do that. And then uh, I let Riley know. I said, you have to be honest. You have to be open. You're going to have to be vulnerable because they're looking for that. They're looking for somebody who can be that on national TV. And Riley messaged me and said, he is not ready to open up that much in front of our, uh, I think we're at half a million listeners now on this pod. Uh, so he said, I don't think I can do that in front of half a million people. Is that, is that a real number? Yeah. I mean, half a million is a real number. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Great. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like that's a lot of pressure. I've always been a person who kind of avoids the spotlight. And this is why I think if I oh, went on Survivor, you're going to be perfect for Survivor. <laughs> I think I'd be good. I think I'd be a decent Survivor player. I think I would not be a very good reality TV character. Yeah. Okay. And so, I mean, not with that attitude, especially. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. And so, I, I have to, I have to work myself up to it, I guess. But workshopping my audition tape in front mm-hmm. of a public audience, basically, is is like kind of mortifying to me, <laughs> in a way. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hitting the pause button on that, at least for now, Tyson. I think that you're going to keep trying to convince me, though, if I know you. No, I'm not. We're going to build Amelia's tape here instead. <laughs> okay. God. Great. Amelia, you ready? <laughs> I, see, here's the thing. And I was, um, so when I was watching this, I, I wrote down one of the quotes from Xander, and he said something like, you know, as long as I say I'm not hungry, then I become not hungry. And I don't think I could do that. I don't. I really don't think I could do that. So I don't think I could be on Survivor. But if the absence of food, there's no food. Right. So you can't even like look at a fridge of food and be like, I want a snack. There's nothing to have. And that makes it different. Okay. I, I mean, uh, look at I the nincompoops that have played this game. Okay. Look at them, Amelia. <laughs> That's true. But the sleep deprivation actually, I feel like would be worse. Yeah. But still, look at the nincompoops that have played this game. <laughs> You'd be true. great out there. You'd be fine. Uh, but if you don't want to either, then that's fine. But I think just for Riley's sake, uh, Amelia, yes. you, first of all, on Survivor, they coach you to answer all of your answers in a way that the question is somewhat stated so that the producer doesn't nice. have to be heard at all. Does that make sense? It does. So... Our first question for building your audition tape. Okay. What does Survivor mean to you, Amelia? And why do you think you deserve to be on the show more than other people? Oh, my God. What Survivor means to me. And I, you know, I'm not going to say like JD and be like, well, it means everything. It's my entire life. And I've modeled my entire personality after Malcolm and Ozzy, despite neither of them winning and going out there multiple times. But I... Survivor has gotten me through a lot, especially in this pandemic, because I've rewatched it several times. I also think um, it's, you know, they I know they've said in the past that, you know, Survivor, you can use it in everyday life. And I I feel that way, too. I mean, like I said, you know, I've worked in corporate America and trust me, there are some times where I'm thinking, now, what would they do on Survivor? Like what? what how would Sandra come at this? How would Tyson feel this way, you know? And so I think I'm already kind of using it in everyday life. 
And again, I love Survivor. Just I, I love the gameplay. I love watching it. I love I think it's one of the funniest shows on TV. I, there is everything about it. I absolutely love and I love reality TV. And I would say Survivor is like my number one. So that is that that's what I would say. But I would also think, you know, why me instead of everyone else? That's a great question. I would say because I've studied Survivor, I've seen so many seasons. I feel like I kind of know what they're looking for. I guess I should probably I know what they're looking for and what they're looking for is me. Yeah. And also a way to phrase that is. I'm Amelia. I've learned a bunch of stuff from Survivor and I've lived in corporate America and implemented those things I've learned from Survivor in my quest to dethrone all of the corporate fat crats across the country. You're all going down, CEOs. That's And that's that's why you've been on this show so many times. There you go. Well, that's for you. So, uh, but you you. do have to be open and vulnerable and those are moments, uh, (sighs) Riley's not ready for, and I understand, uh, we can talk about it in private Riley, but, uh, (laughs) until you're ready to unleash your full heart in front of millions of (laughs) listeners, no doubt, uh, we're not going to be ready for the show. Uh, and with that, Riley, we move into your survivor superlatives. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so first up is best move. Do either of you have a best move that jumps out to you immediately that you want to highlight? I do. Uh, best move for me was Shan with Liana on the hill. Just that whole sequence of events, giving her the advantage, uh, bonding emotionally, uh, talking about, you know, sticking to the end and having an alliance other than Ricard, who now is her only alliance if she had not done that. Right. I think that I would definitely agree. I would also say, just for a different sake, um, the fact that Nasir's daughter was like, Dad, I'm making my own idol and I'm hiding it in our backyard and you're going to look for it every single day. I, I think that's great. It worked. So, so best move happened months before the game exactly. even started. Exactly. Yes. Yep. That's a good pick. I like it. Yeah. I, like I was going to say it's Ricard uh, refusing to give back <laughs> the extra vote to Shan. I like and that too. I just, that actually that whole conversation was amazing to me because he just <laughs> yeah. had it all right. He was like, "If I give this to you, you have no incentive to keep me," and he was absolutely correct. He was, and yep. uh, moves us into our next superlative, Riley. Worst move: Shan trying to get the extra vote from <laughs> Ricard. Yes, agreed. 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 That was wild. That was wild. She should have never attempted it. And even if she did attempt it, the second there was any pushback from Ricard, she should have said, you're right, Ricard. I'm crazy. Immediately retreat. Yep. Immediate retreat. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Okay. Favorite moment? I think Ricard and Shan having the conversation (laughs) about the advantage or Nasir saying the phrase about goats on AstroTurf. That was delightful. A lot of really good music when they went to his idol hunt, too. I like that, too. The touching, <laughs> emotional music I did like uh, as well. Perfect music. The uh, My favorite moment was Sydney saying that she considers herself a mermaid when she was yeah. fishing. <laughs> She's had some okay. great quotes this season. Sydney's a great she really has. Huge And hopefully star. we're going to see more of her here. So... Uh- yeah, I know. yeah, I'm already excited because remember last episode, they it was just like a clip of her 
crying. And I'm yeah. just like, all right, sure. More of that emotional craziness. I'm yeah. into it. And throwing the machete because she couldn't start fire. <laughs> right. So yes. good. Oh. Uh, all uh, right. Did, wait, did you did you have a uh, favorite moment, Amelia? What was oh, yours? I mean, I love both of your guys' moments. I would say, I mean, I did really love hearing about Shan's mom. I thought that was really yeah. uh, poignant. So. Character building, which we love this season. We are seeing yes. more and more of it, which is, and it's fun to go back and see people's lives uh, like you're, we've never seen that before. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Next one, Riley. All right. Front runner to win at this point. Man, that one is tough because they're coming into some swappy mergey thing. So it throws everything in the air. At this point, I think Liana is one of the best positioned. She's on a decent sized tribe, but it's not the biggest tribe, which the biggest tribe generally can get picked off in a three tribe situation. And uh, she's formed her bond with Shan. She has the advantage that will give her an idol uh, when she needs it. And uh, yeah, and I think she's like under the radar enough. She hasn't come to the forefront, but uh, yeah, that's, I mean, so much is in the air with the merge that it's hard at this point to say. Yeah, I I think that's, those are all great points. I just, again, I have to go back to Shan. I just, it's a personal choice because I think she's great, but also, and I know that they probably are throwing me off, but I'm fine with just believing that she's getting the winners at it, so. Yeah, I'm picking Shan as well, even though it's, the other thing that's tough with the winners at it is that, Ua has gone to tribal council so much that, of course, those are the players that are going to get all of the airtime. Whereas, like, players on Luvu have had no chance to go to tribal. So, if some of them are flying under the radar, they have to. They just haven't had the chance to to get that shine yet. Right. I agree that, too. We're, we're, we haven't seen enough from everybody for a real true prediction. Uh, and I also feel like that's with our next superlative next out. There's yep. just too much up in the air if uh, some merge or swap happens. Yep. Amelia? I Yes. I, I am curious to see... Well, I'm curious for two things. Uh, one, I just feel like you got to get Tiffany out. She is just too much of a liability. I mean, I think she's funny. And um, I, I thought she was really annoying for a while. But this episode kind of turned me around just because I loved all those faces that she was making behind Xander's back. And uh, But I think she is so paranoid and she has shown it so many times. It's just like, Leanna and Evie, what are you doing? You need to get this woman out. So I'm interested in see how long she ends up staying. Yeah, so Amelia, if you ever find yourself on a fans versus favorite scenario with <laughs> Tiffany, you know that you already have an enemy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So at least um, I have that to yeah. uh, just go. That it'll give me more airtime, probably. If it'll I give have you more airtime, and at least you'll know where some lines are drawn, so they won't be as confusing. Exactly. Uh, um, who do oh, you want that, out? Is that who you want out? Who would you want well, to see go home the most? Honestly, Heather. Because like she's just like there, and I'm just like let's get rid of the dead weight, I guess. Yeah, she has not gotten an edit so far, other than last week's uh, uh, moment at the challenge. Oh, right, R- yeah. Riley, uh, I'm gonna pick. I think Xander is in a really poor position because no one on his tribe trusts them. They all know about his advantages, and now somebody on that tribe can also steal the advantage at tribal council uh, if they want to. So he is basically dangling by a thread in my yeah. In my the field. beauty is that with the merge, it can shake things up and it's like a hard reset sometimes. So we'll see. Uh, anything else, Riley? 
I think that's it. That's everything for the superlatives. Amelia, closing remarks? Um, I, I'm loving this season so far, but again, you know, I, um, I'm so excited to be here and to talk to you. This is, again, this is huge for me. So, um, and it, nothing will surpass heroes versus villains for me. So I'm just putting it out there. I think I made that season. Uh, Micronesia coming out on Netflix and we have something special in the works for when it does. So stay tuned for that. Otherwise, thanks everybody for tuning in and uh, you're welcome for creating one of the greatest podcasts there is. We did it. <laughs>